This is Box Elder School District Super Scoop, a podcast about the happenings in Box Elder School District. Today, we are with Superintendent Steve Carlson. Well, okay, we're here with uh, another podcast today, and we've got a, a big group of, of folks, and we're here talking about dual language immersion. And we're, we, in Box Elder School District, we have dual language immersion in the Spanish language and the Chinese language. And uh, uh, probably from this point on, you'll hear us say DLI a lot, because that's, being educators, we use acronyms for everything. And, and so as long as you know that dual language immersion is DLI, then that, that will help. And we're here, uh, of course, with David Blake, uh, my, my cohort, counterpart, whatever you'd call him. And we also have uh, two teachers from, from um, Box Elder High School. And we also have Jeremy Young, who's our dual language immersion uh, supervisor in our, in our district. And so first of all, I'm gonna start with this gentleman on my left. I'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us what you do here at Box Elder High School as far as dual language immersion or DLI is concerned. Uh, hi, I'm DJ Savage. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I teach the Spanish side of the bridge program. Uh, at Box Elder High School. Okay, when you say bridge program, you're probably going to have to explain that. So the bridge program is what bridges Utah's really unique. It takes DL, it takes the DLI kids all the way from first grade up through college. So it's not just stopping at sixth, seventh grade. It takes them all the way up through college. And so the bridge program is that bridge between your ninth grade year and college. So we okay. start taking concurrent enrollment courses um, here through Utah State. Um, and get concurrent enrollment credits. And so the bridge program are those concurrent enrollment class classes where we prepare you for the college. Side. Perfect. That, you know, I hear, I hear the term bridge and I, I knew that's what it meant, but I think it's important. They see it's just a bridge to take us to where we want to get to. This young man teaches Chinese. So go ahead and tell us who you are and, and some of your role here. Hi, uh, my name is Shi uh, Zhong Zhang. I go by Zhang. Uh, I teach Chinese Mandarin here at Box Elder High School. Uh, so... Like DJ, I'm on the Chinese Mandarin part. I teach three Chinese bridge courses and our students are doing great. Yeah. And just real quick, uh, John, you kind of took a unique role to get where you're at. When you came to Box Elder, you taught first grade Chinese. I was kind of uh, the, the teacher that, that's available mm -hmm. at that point. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like I have, like a uh, limited uh, experience with early childhood. But yeah. uh, I, I want to thank uh, Mr. Brendan Nelson for taking a chance on me. Um, he interviewed me over the phone and he knows I have the content knowledge that I will be able to fill in the shoe there. Yeah. And honestly, to be a first grade teacher in the DIY program, it's a huge challenge. Our kids come in and have to start the immersion and and try to absorb this new language to them, which is drast drastically different than uh, the Roman-based English mm -hmm. language. Yeah. So that's, it, it was a very fulfilling year for me to learn where our kids start in the first grade. And then now that really helped me to do my job in at high school. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a unique perspective to have both yeah. the first grade experience and uh, the bridge experience where they're in high school and taking college level classes. So. We appreciate your expertise and yeah. being able to do all of that. Well, I, you know, as, as, as you spoke, John, it, you know, it just occurred to me that from what I understand, and maybe Jeremy can help, 
but our very first cohort of Chinese dual language emergent students are this year, yes. they are seniors. seniors, they're 12th graders. Mm -hmm. And I believe the very first test they took, I believe it was the AP test, mm -hmm. they scored like, I think, Tell me how many of them passed, wasn't it? We're 90%. Yeah. Which, which on an AP test to have a class score that high is unheard of in, yeah. you know, in U.S. history and yeah. some of the math classes, statistics and, mm -hmm. and all those things. And, and it's and, well above the state average yeah. for, for the dual immersion yeah. um, I think, AP test. Yeah. I think both Spanish and Chinese are well above. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're both above 90% really or right at 90%. Yeah. Now, the programs yeah. are doing really well here. Now, I mentioned the AP test, but but DJ, you talked about um, concurrent enrollment. Mm -hmm. Is do we also we have concurrent enrollment, and that's for anybody who knows out there. A, concurrent enrollment means that a student is taking a class here at Box Elder High School. They're receiving high school credit, but at the same time, they're receiving college credit. So it's really a great deal for a student. Do we also have Chinese concurrent enrollment? Mm -hmm. Yes. Besides. And you also have Spanish AP. Mm -hmm. So there's there's two way to, ways to get college credit. It's through the AP test or through its or through taking concurrent enrollment. Correct. And, yes. And these concurrent enrollment classes, you take them after you pass the AP test. Oh, okay. So once you pass the AP test, you qualify to take the uh -huh. concurrent enrollment. And you can take that AP test in ninth grade or 10th grade yeah. or both. I get a lot of kids that take it in ninth grade. They weren't quite ready for it. And then they take it in 10th grade. And honestly, of those kids, I... I haven't had a single one that didn't pass that AP test the second yeah. time Yeah, that shows up ready and willing. the second time around, they were ready for it. See, and I, that's not the case with other AP tests and no. other content areas. It's, it's just this program's based mm -hmm. on that. So one of the reasons we're doing this is right now in our, in our district, and it closes on the 15th, we're doing what we call applications for dual language immersion classes in both Chinese and Spanish. And in the past, for most of these, we, we actually have had to have a lottery because the program calls for 60 kids in, in each one of our schools where we have. And the reason there's 60 is because the, the part of the dual language immersion is the immersion part of it is where the students in the elementary will be one half of the day with the, with the language teacher. And when we say immersion, it's 100% the language, either Chinese or Spanish, correct? Mm -hmm. And the other half a day, they switch teachers and then they get the English teacher to teach them other, other subjects. And so that's where the immersion. So when we say immersion, these children are basically put in a situation where their teacher talks nothing but Chinese or Spanish until they get the other part. So it's really a, and Utah is one of the leading states in the nation for our dual language immersion program. So it's kind of a cool thing here. So, so tell us, you know, what, what we're doing partly in this is trying to encourage people to sign their children up in as kindergartners, take the test or not to take the test to apply to be in the first grade program. First of all, DJ, would you talk? And then John talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've got some, just some quick bullet point um, benefits okay. of being a of dual immersion schools. Um, all of them backed up by studies. They're not just someone making stuff up. Sure. These are long-term studies. Utah, like you talked about, is tops in the state at their dual immersion programs. And so because of the longitude of how long it's been going, they've got some really good studies on how effective it is. So academic, um, same or higher academic achievements as monolinguals plus a language. 
So I know sometimes when I talk to family members, all five of my daughters are into immersion. When I talk to family members, they're like, aren't you worried about them not being able to speak English very well? Aren't you worried about those those things? And it's it's a non-issue. You know, they're all the studies show higher or better, plus you get an extra language. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, high English proficiency, um, it eliminates the gap in achievement for English language learners. So if you're an English language learner, speaking Spanish as your first language and English as your second, yeah. Um, that gap, it's the only program shown to eliminate that gap by the time kids are in fifth or sixth grade. There's no other program that can eliminate that achievement gap. And that's something that, that is unique, you know, what you just talked about in, in coming in in first grade, that um, Spanish, we do have a fair amount of, of people and English language learners who come into the, the district um, with Spanish, speaking Spanish in their homes. Uh, and for those students, they can opt in to any Spanish program uh, where, where at, at any school, you, we usually have some, some space by then. Yeah. Um, and just for that reason, because it, it really is the only research-based program that shows an elimination of that gap. Um, so then moving on, the cognitive benefits. Um, st- struggling learners benefit from DLI environments. Sometimes you get kids, you know, like, well, my kid struggles with regular school. Um, so I don't want to put them in a DLI, but those types of learners sometimes, most of the time, those struggle learners benefit from that DLI environment. Um, bilinguals manifest better problem solving, critical thinking, creativity, ability to focus, and metalingual awareness. Um, and then another cool one is the onset of age-related disorders such as dementia and Alzheimer's five to eight years later than with monolinguals. Um, and then uh, socioculture benefits. Um, students get to learn about different cultures. They understand their own culture better by delving into um, others. The ability to develop friendships across cultures and interact in culturally appropriate ways. Um, one of the coolest things when my daughters come home from school and they tell me, hey, I made a new friend today and it's someone from another country. And, you know, the teacher assigned them to sit next to them so that they could communicate with them. And, um, and so then students end up having a more positive, confident attitudes towards school, college and learning two languages with, with a lower likelihood of dropping out of school. So um, kids that know the two languages that participate through the bridge program, their dropout rates in high school and college are significantly lower. Yes. So um, as a as a dad, a father myself, I'm training even my my little daughter to be bilingual and hopefully maybe trilingual in the future. Um, I really see a language as a way to open uh, new doors and 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 have access to more opportunities. Uh, in Chinese Mandarin, we have a phrase of saying that the rarer a skill is, the more valuable uh, this person, this talent is going to be. So uh, being able to speak a foreign language and understand the culture and being able to interpret the nuances in the, in the culture will really help you connect with people and build uh, bonds with people, uh, especially in this uh, globalized world. Um, Honestly, learning a foreign language, uh, that's the whole reason that for me personally, I could, I could transform my life and, and earn a PhD and, and even be a Fulbright scholar and, and start a new life here in the States as a teacher. Uh, when, I was a, when I was a kindergartner, I would never uh, fancy that I could have these kind of choices. So I think my own personal uh, story could be a little bit living proof that how learning a foreign language can really give you 
assets and opportunities. Can I interrupt you right there? When when did you start to learn English? I started learning English when I was uh, in sixth grade. But I but I I see from the students that I I have taught, I've seen the amazing progress they've been making. They passed the AP Chinese test. Uh, some of my students even had the opportunity to go to Taiwan to do uh, study abroad trips, and they are able to kind of connect with people and use their language. And I also want to mention that in in a scholar, a sterling scholar, uh, like here this year at Upstarter High School, over half of them, I think six out of the thirteen uh, of the of these students participated in the uh, dual language immersion yeah. program in some way. Um, that's, so that's really cool. I know, yeah. So I think that that's kind of uh, uh, some of the benefits we have seen yeah. and some of the achievements that our students have been able to achieve with their uh, uh, involvement in, with the program. Well, I, you know, I, th- I think, you know, I appreciate what you guys have said, and, and, I, and I'd like to delve just a little bit further into, you know, having that foreign language, what it does for you in your future as an adult. And I, I'll use a quick, really quick example. I have two of my sons went on LDS missions to Spanish speaking and they're both administrators, school, school administrators. And the fact they speak Spanish, I really think has helped them be tremendously marketable. And I think that a couple of times has helped them to, to get jobs. So maybe would both of you speak to some of the advantages you have of, of coming out of high school with the ability to speak your languages and how that could help them, you know, either further their education at the university or even get jobs, you know, that being dual uh, language speakers uh, really gives them a foot up on. The economic advantages of knowing two languages are, are huge. First off, uh, the kids that graduate from high school with through the bridge program will leave with what's called the seal of biliteracy. Um, that's a stamp that goes on their um, on their transcripts, you get an extra tassel. So when you just right off the bat, when you start applying for scholarships, you start applying for schools, universities that you want to get into, it's a huge advantage to have that on your resume. Um, and then once you get out of school, the studies show you're 15 to 20% more earnings than your monolingual counterparts. So someone with the same education as you, same economic status, but you have two languages, five to 20% more. Um, and then 31% of executives in the U.S. speak a second language. Wow. So um, that's, you know, 31% of normal people don't speak a second language. Exactly. So if you want to leg up and you want to, you know, be the CEO instead of, you know, the data entry guy, knowing the second language is a huge benefit, a huge advantage. It's really, really good stuff. John, do you have something you'd like to add to that about what it can, it can help you with your career? Yes. So I... Um, Two years ago, when we were having a career day here in here at Box Elder High School, I interviewed like two uh, recruiters. Well, one of them is from the Marine. So he talks about the military bonus uh, you can earn as long as, you, as long as you speak a foreign language at a certain proficiency level. So it could be a Chinese Mandarin or Spanish. Uh, if you test it at a very well in one of those language proficiency tests, you will be getting like language bonus because of that. Mm. And that's, we're talking about 500 to probably a thousand dollar a month 
because you you have that kind of language proficiency. And certainly unique assignments in inside of the Marines or the military. Yes. That you wouldn't be able to have that assignment otherwise. Uh-huh. And this, this also applies to people who are working in the federal government system. Um, secondly, I want to speak about the kind of scholarships you could you could earn if you speak uh, a foreign language at uh, advanced proficiency uh, in the University of Utah. There are there's a there's a scholarship program called uh, Foreign Language Area Study Scholarship, and they give students who uh, study uh, foreign languages a generous amount of. Uh, of scholarship and tuition support and stipends. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was looking up the, uh, the statistics uh, in terms of economy the other day and for the United States, um, China, uh, so United States actually imported like a lot of uh, uh, goods and commodities from China. And I also want to mention that uh, the state of Utah, the uh, Salt Lake City area is it's probably going to be able to host the 2034 Olympics in 10 or 11 years. And I'm sure that in, in the next five or six years, the, the jobs that are related to foreign languages, yeah. Chinese, Mandarin or Spanish will be coming up because even though the game is in 10, 11 years later, but the preparation of upfront work, the upfront work, the, yeah. the jobs will be generated. And if someone can speak uh, Chinese, Mandarin or Spanish, they are going to be at a good uh, position to apply for those jobs. Well, guys, I, I think, you know, as, as we sit here, we do have Jeremy Young. We're going to talk to him in a few minutes. These two gentlemen have very graciously allowed us to take up some of their lunchtime. And so uh, is there anything you'd like to add as we close out our discussion with the two teachers here in, in Box Elder High? Anything you'd like to close yeah. out with? I just want to give a quick pitch for the Chinese program for the kids coming up. John, I was actually I was one of the guys that got to interview John as for the teacher here at Box Elder, and he knocked it out of the park and still is. Um, if you want your kids to have a great teacher when they get into high school, put them in the Chinese immersion now, and you're going to get teachers like John here at the high school. He's an excellent teacher, cares about his kids, constantly working to try to make it a great experience for them. Always sending me ideas too to help me out. Just top top level teacher that you're going to get. I just want to add that um, to to uh, kind of uh, thank you, DJ, for saying all the nice words about me. I I wanted to kind You'll of pay him later. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to add that uh, uh, to what to kind of encourage students um, to continue to take the bridge program classes, and not only just to earn like. Uh, concurrent uh, credits or college credits, but also to kind of uh, further hone their language skills because uh, language learning, be it Spanish or Chinese Mandarin, takes time and effort to get to the advanced level. And most of students who pass AP with a three, they still struggle a little bit when they are trying to express themselves. If you're putting a little bit more effort, you are more likely to get uh, to the advanced level where you can talk about complex subjects, um, use formal academic or even written languages. And I'm sure that will help you professionally uh, in your career later. Yeah, adding on top of that, when you pass the AP test, you're at an intermediate level. You're not really able to communicate in the past yet, um, com- more complex in structure. So 
taking the bridge courses that we offer here at the high school and getting the concurrent enrollment moves you up to that next level. Imagine having a conversation with someone and not being able to talk about the past. Yeah. Um, is going to be a little bit more difficult. So it's essential that you continue that journey all the way through high school and not stop. Okay. Now that we've had a good chance to talk to those two outstanding teachers, we have Jeremy Young here, who's uh, he's actually the Box Elder School District Assessment Director. But being that uh, we are in kind of a, oh, a tweener size school district, Jeremy also has a variety of other hats. And one of his hats is he's our dual language immersion coordinator, director, whatever you might have. And, and we've got some, some questions here for him. Once again, would you explain just a little bit about the application process? Then also, uh, oh, I've just lost the word. What, what do we call it when they get put in the lottery? Okay. And so explain that a little bit. And then also maybe if you wouldn't mind explaining uh, a little bit about, you know, uh, what, the, what the students can do once they pass the AP and, 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 you know, that bridge and, all those types of things, please. Yeah, so um, so we currently have our application process open. We open that in the, the middle of the kindergarten year uh, for kindergarten students throughout the district to apply for to begin the start of their first grade year. So the, so the application is now, but uh, and closes on the 15th. Um, and then we take those numbers and to try to fill our programs um, that will begin in August. Um, and, and really the reason that we do it now is to better understand staffing needs throughout the district, you know, knowing um, where students from other schools are going to transfer, how big classes are going to be, how many teachers we're going to need in each place, because all of that, that shuffle of, of students and staff um, really happens early spring. And so we, we start that process now to have those numbers and to have that data. Uh, so what that looks like, students apply or parents apply for their students uh, just uh, using the parent portal uh, saying, yes, I'm interested on in what schools um, they're, they're interested in, in going to. They have first choice or a second choice, um, what, be it Chinese at Golden Spike, where we have four other uh, schools that do Spanish, uh, two on the south end of the district and two on the north end. Uh, Would you mention which two they are? Yeah, so so uh, Lakeview and Willard, and then Three Mile. Those are kind of connected there. The South End, the Spanish program. Uh, right? Those are both Spanish. And then uh, in the Tremont area, we have Garland and North Park. Both have Spanish programs as well. Um, so we fill those programs. Um, and then as they, uh, they go on, uh, once they hit ninth grade, um, they take the AP test uh, at the end of their ninth grade year. Um, and then if they pass that test, uh, they can choose to, to take in the high school concurrent enrollment classes. Like, like, and that's what DJ and John. Yeah. Um, and then we have a, a Spanish teacher, Juan, at the uh, at Bear River High School that, uh, that teaches those bridge classes. And they're, we teach one a year. Um, and so through the course of those three years, they get three different classes. Yeah. Um, and, and really anyone who passes the AP language test can take those. And so it's not just, so if, if you have someone who is interested in, in Spanish and, you know, has taken it at the intermediate and middle school, it's just general Spanish classes. If they get to a level where they can take the AP test, say as a, a sophomores or, or, or even a junior, they could enroll in, in a bridge course, even though they haven't been in dual immersion throughout, throughout you know, their, their academic career. 
um, and, and can take those courses. But really with, with the AP, passing the AP test and those three bridge courses, because they're 3,000 level, they're upper level, so like oh, junior wow. level yeah. courses, um, they are really close to having enough credits for a minor in that language or, or maybe one or two classes short is all. Wow. Um, coming out of high school, which that's, is really a, a that's great, pretty outstanding, a great thing. You know, I have a minor or close to an associate's as well, right? Right, right. And and so not only in, I mean, in cost savings, oh, you know, yeah. because concurrent costs a lot less yeah. than, than oh, taking it in there, but even just how that frees up options, you know, and, and, and get you to, oh, well, I can take some other things because I have this advanced language coursework already done. Well, Jeremy and, and David is, you know, I, I feel like we need to start wrapping this up. But part of the reason that we're having this podcast is the fact that the Chinese program especially has the last couple of years not had very much participation in the beginning, in the in the first grade. And uh, the model through the state is, is to have 60. So that way you have two different classes and then, you know, you have 30 to, in each class. And then because of attrition, we end up hoping that by the time they get to the sixth or seventh grade, they're still 20, 25-ish. And we know people move in and move out because of life happenings, because sometimes it's too hard. They they have a tendency to drop out. And that's why we need that, that high number right now. Right. Uh, we had a, a board meeting in December where we talked a lot about the Chinese dual language immersion program. And the fact that the numbers for new uh, applicants have been so low. And last year, we actually started the program at first grade with, 20, with 29. 29 students, which means we have one class, right, that's that's going through. And, and it ends up costing quite a bit of money, as Jeremy mentioned earlier, about staffing. If the attrition gets too low, then we have sometimes as, as, as low as 15 students for one teacher. And that happens in the high school. And that ends up costing extra dollars in the overall program. And so that's part of the reason we're having this is to show the benefits of dual language immersion. And really right now, our, our Spanish has been holding pretty good. Uh, but in the last couple of years, we've seen fewer people apply for both Spanish and Chinese. Right. We've, we all believe it has something to do with the pandemic. And... Right now, there is a lot of uh, issues in, in the world, and we just think it's hard for people to do hard things, and this is hard. So we'd like to encourage you to, I think in this case, the benefits of doing hard are, are, are life-changing for people that end up getting through this program. And, and really outweigh the work. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you look at some of those things, there's a lot of things that we do that are difficult. Um, but we do them because they're worth the difficulty. Exactly. Right? And, and so... Part of part of this, and, and I know that we've been sending out a lot of information to, especially to parents of kindergarten students, but um, but within schools, doing you know we have some open houses this week, we have some parent meetings happening this week to really spread the word and and help people be informed. This is a good thing that is worth the work. Yeah. It's it's worth the the difficulty um, because of what it does for you um, mentally. Uh, emotionally, from a grit and resilience standpoint, from an opportunities down the road, you know, I mean, really, there's just there's a lot of good to it that we, that we feel is is worth the effort. Yeah. Well, coming from a 
educated, but more of a dad perspective. I've got three kids in the dual immersion program and one of them is a ninth grader. So she's going to take the AP test. And we've talked about like, she wants to drop out because she's like, well, I want to take all of these other electives. Sometimes we talk about, well, you can't take electives because you're in DLA. That's not true. She's, she's able to take her art classes and um, she's going to take a theater class next year. You know, she can take the electives that she wants. um, But She's also taking the DLI classes or the bridge classes next year. So, you know, sometimes they talk about, well, you can't take as many as uh, electives as you, as other students. You can take electives. You can take all of your, you know, choir classes and your art classes and your, whatever you want to take. You, you can fit them in. Like it's doable. Yeah. Well, I think with Box Elder School District's uh, trimester schedule. Yeah. And our 30 graduation requirement. Uh, credit requirement, you still have a lot of room in there to, like you said, to take other other electives. So it is yeah. very, very doable. So it's just a, a, a great thing. And we hope everybody will take a listen to this podcast and, and get on the webpage and make some phone calls. And hopefully you'll apply for this wonderful program. Thank you for listening to our Super Scoop podcast. You can follow us on any major streaming services. And remember to subscribe so you can get updates when our next podcast will be released.